Hi, and welcome to session four of the Ministry Action Plan, where we are helping you know how you can best serve the Lord in the local church through one of these six areas of service. And we are interested, and I'm very interested in finding out what your plan really is. So we're uh, over halfway there, and we are working on that. So if you haven't yet uh, clicked on the link of the Passions and Abilities Assessment, please be sure to do that, uh, as it's going to help you and know more about what you can do, and it helps us know how to finish out your ministry action plan. That was your homework coming out of session three. And uh, so now we're going to get into session four and talk a little bit uh, about a couple of things from the scripture. So there's two Bible truths I want you uh, to know uh, today. And the first one's found in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four and five. Uh, to you know, listen, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Uh, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your strength. And then in another area, it is mind is also included in that. But what does that mean? What, why is that important to uh, a ministry action plan? Well, let's walk through the verse a little bit. First of all, uh, listen. Uh, we, ne we need to pay attention to what's about to be said, and that's what that word really means. Um, to hear something is different than just listening. Uh, you know, did I really hear you? You know, that's it's kind of like uh, out of, uh, you know, I see you. You know, and that's that's an important thing. I, I I hear what you're saying. It's not just that I listen to some words, but I, I hear you. It means I, I acknowledge you. I'm going to pay attention to what you're saying, and it's very nearly the same as uh, obey in the Hebrew mind. If I've heard you, then uh, then that relates that I'm interested in obeying what it is that I'm supposed to do. So we need to pay attention to the remainder of these words. This call for Israel to hear, for us to hear, is a call to obey and to be in obedience. The Lord, the Lord our God, is one. Uh, he is singular. He is our unity. If we all strive toward Him, we're going to find ourselves united in purpose and mind and heart, uh, and we will find a lot less grief and a whole lot more joy as we do that. The wholeness of our life comes from that. But we need to love the Lord our God. Love, this close, unique, exclusive relationship. Uh, and that's important to understand uh, that, that when you enter a relationship with God by faith in Jesus Christ, you're entering an exclusive relationship. This isn't just one God among many. This is the God, the only God, and that you are serving Him wholeheartedly. You're serving him with your whole life is ultimately what we're going to come up with. So this heart, I love God with the passions and the devotions of my life. If I'm going to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, then I have to love him with all of my passions and all the devotions, the things that I'm devoted to. Am I using them as a platform for God or am I needing to maybe make some adjustments with that? With all our soul, I love God with all that all that I will and my drive and my competitive nature. Uh, am I loving God with all of those things? Am I loving God with all my strength, uh, with all the doings of my life? Is everything that I'm doing reflecting my love for God? That's some challenging questions. I understand that. 
What we really see here is complete submission of our life before God. We often will consider the desires and spiritual sides, but we may not consider what we do in life. We give him devotion and worship, but do we give him back the very skills and abilities that we have? Are we using them to glorify him, to help others move forward on their journey? And that's why these are a part of our ministry action plan. These are the deliverables of our life. This is the product of our life. Well, that's Bible truth number one. Bible truth number two comes out of Colossians chapter three, verses 17 and 23, which basically is telling us, do everything in the name of God and for the glory of God or Jesus. They're the same. God and Jesus are the same. The context here is the transformation of you. As you are transforming more and more and more as you follow Jesus, then we need to allow for more and more of our life to uh, reflect Jesus. And that whatever it is that we do, we do in the name of Jesus or for the glory of Jesus. Uh, there uh, in, in some context coming into these verses. Uh, you've been raised with Christ. You've set your mind on Christ. Now we're adjusting our actions uh, to match the things that Jesus wants us to do. And when we get down to these two verses, uh, basically whatever it is you do, we could make a connection here that the whole you is to be in submission to God, just like it was back in Deuteronomy. Whatever you find yourself involved in, are you doing it for the glory of Jesus? So that may also come into question, where are you finding yourself? What are you involved in? And is it actually glorifying Jesus? There's a few examples that I want to uh, share with you uh, about how your abilities and passions are used, because we have examples in Scripture about that. Uh, here uh, we see uh, 10 different examples in Scripture. In Exodus chapter 18, you had Moses in his leadership style was able to use that as well as bring other people on uh, to utilize the gifts and abilities and that they had. Uh, build that in a holy app uh, in Exodus 35. These were people that were skilled in the area of building and craftsmanship. And they those gifts and abilities uh, were used to the glory of God. You have the Sidonians uh, and the ability that they had uh, in, in being lumberjacks and skilled in lumber. Uh, Solomon recognized this and he used that uh, for the glory of God. Uh, Hiram uh, had a great skill in bronze work. Uh, and so here you see him leading out in this. Uh, we've talked about David in the Psalms before. He had a skill for writing music and poetry, and he used that, and it was used for the glory of God. Matthew was a tax collector uh, and, a, and a publican is what the scriptures also call him. He would have had a detailed mind and able to help understand the law, the Old Testament, and how Jesus and how it all fits together. And his gospel of Matthew reflects that. Mark uh, is uh, the writer for Peter. Peter's talking, Mark's writing it down as fast as he can write it down. Uh, and of course, his nature was to be quick and light. It's no wonder that Mark and his gospel was the first one. Uh, Peter tended to speak before anyone else ever did. And so Mark was quick to write all of that down. Luke, if you didn't know, was actually a doctor. He was a physician. 
And he was he was smart and he was aware of the gross anatomy and the physiology, and he brings some of that into his writings. Uh, and so he wrote to the Gentiles, uh, the everyone that wasn't a Jew. He was writing to them and helping them understand that. And he presented the humanity of Jesus more than anybody else because he understood uh, so many of those things. John was a philosopher, uh, and he he his gospel was the last one written. It's different than the other three. Uh, God saw a need for this, and he used the ability and skill of John to do that. Paul was uh, skilled as a debater. Uh, he was a, a rhetoric, speech, debater kind of person. He'd, he'd, have been, uh, he'd have been head of the speech and debate club uh, when he was in high school. Uh, he was the perfect choice to go out on the missionary field uh, so that because he could, he could talk and he could converse and debate and uh, be able to, to do that. It was useful for the kingdom. So anything that you do can be used for the glory of God. And I wanted you to understand that and see that. Uh, your gifts and your uh, that you have, your skills and your abilities that you have, the things that you love to do can all be used for the glory of God. Uh, all right, before you get into ne the next session, your, ex your experiences now need to be uh, understood. So there's a form link that I want you to click on before the next session. Uh, fill that form out, uh, and then I'll see you in session five.